Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Marvel's latest film, Black Widow. Hello, my fellow widows. My name is Justin, and today we'll be giving you our first reaction to Marvel's Black Widow, which hits theaters on July 9th, as well as Disney Plus with its premiere access. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is our spoiler-free preview show where we share our first reaction with you and discuss our opinions about the film. Now, allow me to introduce you to my fellow geeky spies. First up, He's less of a spy, but more of the guy in the chair who always got your back. Welcome, Nate. Oh. Yo, so wait, I'm just like the guy, the tech guy in the background. <laughs> For sure. That's typing away on the computers. If I was a spy, I would trust you as being my guy on the chair that was looking out for me, giving me the GPS, telling me where to go. Yeah, yeah. That okay. is entirely it. But, but Justin, Justin, do I have any red in my ledger? I, I need to know. Oh, no. No, you're not. You you don't oh, get your hands okay. dirty. Sorry. But, okay. <laughs> but this guy does get his hands dirty. He's slick, sly, fearless agent of mystery. Kevin Hudson, how are you, buddy? So, I sound like I'm about to like walk down a runway or something. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. You would have to be wearing a vest, though, under your suit. Like, just some sort of a vest. It's a reference yeah. to the movie. You guys don't all understand yet. <laughs> it's okay. How we doing, boys? Happy Embargo Day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we made it. Yeah, we made it. We actually got screeners for Black Widow, which is which is fantastic. Thank you so much, Disney Plus, for, for again, letting us take part. And, uh, yeah, today the embargo lifts, and, and we're going to – we watched it last night, and we're going to just talk about it. But, of course, this is spoiler-free, but – we would love nothing more than to share with you our thoughts in case you might be on the fence about checking this one out, uh, <laughs> you know, in case, you know, you're not a huge Marvel fan. Uh, mm. But that being said, we do want to get right into it. So let's get to it. Um, let's give you guys a little synopsis here. Following the events of Captain America's Civil War, Natasha Romanoff finds herself on the run and forced to confront a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past, pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down. Romanoff must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in the wake of long before she became an Avenger. This film stars Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, William Hurt, Ray Winstone, and Rachel Weisz. Um, guys, before we get into kind of discussing the details about this uh, sort of what we liked and what we didn't like, spoiler free, of course, I want to know. What was your hype level going into this? Uh, because, you know, when we talk about hype level, this this had a significant hype level, being the fact that it was delayed over a year, uh, yeah. as, as most movies were during the pan from the pandemic. But so, like, the hypeness is 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 kind of like it's getting up there. So, uh, Kev, let's start with you. I know you're a fan of prequels. I'd love to know your hype level going into this movie. <laughs> All right. Start. Well, yeah. Um, I will uh, definitely repeat or uh, share your sentiments there that the anticipation, like that build of over a year, the yeah. wait almost was I the main source of my, uh, you know, anticipation for the movie, uh, you know, because I've always liked the Black Widow character. Um, you know, I thought Natasha was was interesting and not like she was integral. I knew that she was integral to the the inner workings of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a long time there at the beginning and setting this all up. And I felt terrible you know 
when she dies. Spoilers for um, Endgame. Sorry, guys. Um, and I always kind of thought Disney did her a bit dirty, right? There was really no attention paid to the sacrifice she made. Um, and so I always thought that was a bit unfortunate. Um, but I wasn't all that excited to see this story necessarily. And then I started my cinematic rewatch. So I'm, I'm going through all the movies and I just finished Civil War on the weekend. So I oh, literally wow. tune into this movie and it's, it's taking perfect. place five minutes later, essentially. Oh, that's so that's good. So the second it started, my hype level jumped through a 10. I just thought, cool, this is, this will be a wicked part of this story that we haven't seen. So it almost, it almost works because like that's, you rewatching the the MCU from the beginning and then getting to this point that almost helps to sort of uh, stave off some of the negative feelings you have about prequels because it sort of feels like it's just perfectly yeah. lined up. It's yeah. a sequel rewatch. for me right now. It's that's amazing. Amazing. That's kind of unfortunate. I thought it was. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna tear into this for being a prequel. But okay. Well, I'm I'm excited to hear what you think. Uh, Nate, how about yourself? What was your hype level going in? Yeah, I mean, I think just like you mentioned, waiting so long for this movie. Um, my hype level was, was, was pretty high, but you know what I did, I did find that I, unlike some other people, um, who I've, I've, you know, heard have, uh, kind of cause some of the reviews are already out and, you know, sent, getting out there, um, you know, sort of saying they didn't really enjoy the movie as much because they anticipated it to be, um, more than it, than it was. I, I sort of had my expectations set properly in the sense that I was expecting a, you know, a solo movie for Natasha Romanoff and to learn more about her character's past. And and that's what we got. And so for me, like my hype levels weren't, you know, astronomical. For sure. Um, because, you know, you'd think like, oh, this is the first movie of phase four, like the first movie of phase four. It's got to be the biggest deal ever. Um, and it really isn't. But that being said, I, I'm... You know, we'll get to it, but I'm I'm really happy with what we did get. Yeah. Um. Well, I I, I kind of have the same sort of sentiments. I, I wasn't like I don't think the last year overhyped this movie for me. That's for sure. Uh. I, mm. I I does make me wonder why we needed to wait. But we'll get into that. Uh. When it comes to Marvel movies, though, I'm always excited. Um. More so for what the movie might lead in terms of future MCU stories. But that being sure. said, the announcement of a Black Widow film while overdue seems ill-timed given that we know as Kevin clearly spoiled here that her character dies in Endgame. Um, so while I was intrigued, I was a bit hesitant at the same time. I, I, I think very much like yourself, Nate, I set myself with the right expectations of probably knowing that this wasn't going to be like the huge thing, but maybe kind of like an interlude or a sort of prologue, if you will, from you know Endgame into the more the larger things within the MCU. Um, right. Hype level, just on the low level. Well, now that you know uh, how, how we were feeling hyped on this movie going into it, let's get into our first question here. Uh, simple one. I'm going to keep it simple so we avoid spoilers. Uh, what worked? Or what, what did you like? Think of it in either of those facets. Uh, Nate, why don't we start with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like Kevin mentioned, you know, this movie does pick up uh right right off of civil war and the movie feels very civil war um i love how the movie travels all over the world uh and i think some of the cinematography in the movie is really really fantastic um shout out to gabriel Beristain for for knocking it out of the park with uh with what he captured here and and even to the point of like 
how he captured some of the action in the movie. Um, I also want to shout out James Young, the stunt coordinator for this movie, because, dude, the stunts and fighting in this movie are phenomenal. Like, up, I would say up there, rivaling Mission Impossible movies, and I think that's a, a big deal. Um, the fights are very visceral. And honestly, I found it hard to watch some of the moments when they're falling and they, they, they you know, get injured because it's so physical. You feel... You feel every single hit. You feel every single bump, uh, and 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 you feel every single punch. And I think that's really cool because I think a lot of movies and a lot of action movies, a lot of superhero movies, can tend to feel kind of floaty sometimes, right? And I get this. We've got a human character in Natasha, so it makes sense that they're grounding even the action. But I just thought that was such a smart choice. Um, yeah, just in in regards to the fighting, while you're talking about it. Um at the, I was able to actually attend the press conference where you know the, the small group of the cast and crew got together and, and the questions were asked, um, and someone had asked the question um, about you know just how the director approached the the fighting style, and she said some yeah. really interesting stuff. The, she spoke about how it was important for the fight sequences and the choreography to feel dirty and unclean, uh, very yes. raw and gritty and in the moment with its own pulse, its own heart, uh, and 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 I feel like that that in itself was was a way for her as she as she described it to to really remind people that it's two people fighting rather than superheroes, and 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 that's how she cemented herself in this story, and I thought that was really telling after you know hearing those words and after what I watched like that's kind of runs as a sentiment for the entire movie versus obviously when when we see her fighting the taskmaster like there is more mm-hmm. of an elevated that floatiness that you described like that superhero sort of esque style between taskmaster and widow that that kind for of sure. takes place that feels different right has its own pulse yeah. as, she, as she would say yeah and i mean let's let's talk about the taskmaster right i think what a phenomenal character uh that you know with all the different like action and fighting styles that we got from from them i just i don't know i thought what they did with that character in terms of the fighting was really cool and it it does make sense that it's floaty because again they're they're replicating that sort of um, hyper you know yeah they're replicating superheroes yeah exactly so yeah, it, it, absolutely. it makes sense yeah 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 they, they have the super soldier strength but it's not you know over an overmatch or overpowering our characters by any means. Um, but yeah, no, the fighting, I, I, I love, there's a few, just the, some of the hits are so hard hitting that they're almost like laugh out loud, just, Oh, you know, there's, yeah. there's quite a few of those moments. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was, there was great uh, just physicality in the fighting, like you guys said, but uh, I don't, this, this movie had very much its own um, feel, right? That's, that's always fun when Marvel can make, a movie that fits into a specific genre, you know, the heist films or the, the political thriller that was um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, you know, that, that political thriller. Whereas this now took on the spy genre from more of a Mission Impossible or Born Identity sort yes, of uh, totally, feel yeah. to it. And like, it just kept moving and it was going and, you know, it was, it was that pulse pounding action sort of mystery thriller that uh, it was, it was, that made it a lot of fun, I think. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I also wanted to just shout out the other feeling that I got from this movie, which is The Incredibles. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I totally got in multiple moments throughout the movie yeah. the feeling of like live action Russian Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's no, a lot for of sure. you know with the, yeah. some of the family dynamic, yeah, sure. which I thought 100%. was was really well done. Yeah, I, I think you know when it comes to the story, I loved how it was very grounded. Like, again, this is where I get that idea that it felt very prologue. It kind of took you out of the intensity that was Endgame of a superhero movie. And if this was to have come out right after, it would have grounded you right back in MCU like world. But obviously it's it's a prequel and a very unique point in Romanoff's realization of being an Avenger. Uh, it, It feels familiar to Cap 2 right? Like Winter Soldier. It, it feels familiar to, to Civil War, right? And even more recently, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It is of that real world MCU that we know. And the story is actually very simple and sort of refreshing, you know, given the yeah. bigger things we've currently seen going on in the MCU. And, and while it's a prequel, I do think they've done some really amazing stuff here to set up for future MCU movies, like just subtle things, subtle things that I, we can discuss as we go through. Um, I'd love to know, though, about the cast. We've been kind of going back and forth. The family aspect, like these cast of heroes were were incredible in my mind. They each had their own spotlight and did such an amazing job. But together, it was incredible how they resembled such a dysfunctional family, even though, yes. you know, like even though they weren't a family, they, they made a family. Like it's it's really interesting. So it, it, I thought it was absolutely stunning. So uh, what about you guys? What did you guys think of the, the character dynamics and, and whatnot? I mean, I'm just going to talk about my favorite character in the entire movie, which I think for a lot of it'll be a favorite character for a lot of people, which is Yelena. I thought Florence Pugh was just phenomenal in this movie. She she honestly, I think she stole the this, this, this show in a lot of scenes. She was, you know, her character was so well written and didn't feel forced at all. You know how sometimes when you add characters to an already established character's backstory, it can kind of feel out of place? Like, I didn't get that at all from her. And I loved her dry sense of, like, Russian humor <laughs> when she's, like, making fun of, like, superheroes and, like, superhero poses throughout the film. I just thought it was so fantastic. Oh, there's, a, there's a terrific running joke throughout the that, movie. I love that. Yes. It was off. so well it's, done. It's so really every done. single time. Every sing- I did not laugh at any moment that she brought that up. So definitely um, I love that. And I, I also think, like, when she's serious and when she's authentic and when she's upset, she's so perfect like she does such a good job in that role and her accent didn't bother me at all I I think everyone who had an accent in this movie absolutely nailed it and I was really really stoked for her character and I'm I'm just I just I don't know I fell I fell in love with her again because I you know seeing her in Little Women and being like wow she was amazing in that and now this come on uh, I she's will, in our MCU I will say I, this is the movie that has taught me that Florence Pugh is an amazing yes. actress because of just the range. She was funny. She was action-oriented. Yeah. She was dramatic and serious and emotional. She had such depth to her character that she she actually played well in this MCU world and established her own character. So while we have like this prequel history origin story for Black Widow, this serves as a really great origin story for, for her character as well. For sure. For yeah. Elena. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I thought Florence was great in a little movie called Wrestling With My Family. And yeah. I thought oh, yeah. her performance in that, surrounded by the rest of what that movie was, which was just okay, I thought she was just terrific, like almost too good for that movie, her performance. And here she was given even more to work with. And the dynamics between her highs and lows as she's sort of struggling with everything that's going on with the people around her, like you, 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 you wanted to laugh with her and you felt sad with her. Like she was just so authentic. It was, it was a really great all-time Marvel performance for a debut, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I hands down. I think close second though is David Harbour. Yeah, there's he several was, characters I want to see again. Right? No, they succeeded yeah. so, in that. So yeah. I will say this. I will say this, and I, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but you know, at the press conference, there were definitely gentle hints and nods that a he'd be up for coming back to do whatever it is, and just to see some more of his story. And I think that that like introducing his character, the sort of as 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 the trailers have already captured this sort of failed Russian Captain America, if you will, and he's just <laughs> yeah. you know, and how he plays out this character. And again, he added such emotional range, being cocky, being super, super down on himself. Like he just there was such pathos to his character as, as Harbor describes. And and I feel like he 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 just he demonstrated that so well. And I want to see more of him. I, w- I want to see more of him for sure. What do yeah, you guys think? I, I definitely like I was laughing throughout the movie both at him and with him yeah. at times. Um, and I just, I love the way they, 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 inter- they, they, I love the way they introduce both uh, Melina and Alexi to us. And then I love the way how they sort of reintroduce them to us and we get to see who, who they, re- you know, really might be. Um, so definitely I, I, I really enjoyed that aspect about it. Um, and I really do hope that we get more uh, Alexi in the future. Um, yeah, man, I, I think, I think the whole family dynamic was, was fantastic. Um, and then I also just wanted to, uh, just shout out, uh, OT, uh, Fagbenli, who plays Mason. Uh, you know what? Listen, I think he was, he was there. He was there, for, but for he also. The four minutes he was in it, he was a lot of <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah. And I didn't know he was British cause I'm used to seeing him in Handmaid's Tale. And so he's, you know, he's definitely a, a different role there, but, um, but I, I liked how, his character fits so well into the spy genre. Yeah, because he's, he's the guy that's, that gets that's, you the stuff. That's the yeah. James Bond. Yeah, that's, Bond. yeah that's, he's the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. Sure. but even like he's always got that associate who, who hooks him up with planes and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I feel like we'll see him come back if they were to do more with Yelena's character. Uh, I, I feel like that could be an establishing. Kev, go ahead. Well, and then speaking of James Bond, like this was the most James Bondy villain of any. Marvel film, I think. Without getting into it, it's a very James Bond esque sort For of sure. s- scheme going on, and um, I just I'm not a huge Ray Winston fan, and think while he was serviceable, that was such a meaty role. I think that like I wanted somebody to just that could just really steal the scene when he was in it. Well, this is actually a perfect opportunity to talk about what I didn't like because he was the thing that I did not like about it. It's the only thing I didn't like about it, really. Like, there, I could be really nitpicking, and maybe I'll save that for the spoilers, but I have to say, Raymond Stone was underwhelming. His character was underwhelming. He did not need to be in this movie at all, and I would have rather it just been the Taskmaster. I think it it was a cool villain. It was just so underwhelmingly portrayed. He was, yeah, he was underwhelmingly portrayed, but I think he was also like, I don't know. It didn't seem like he was the emphasis of it as much as the the red room and the organization. Like exactly. I, yeah. It's, it's what he was capable of. Right. That was cooler than him. Yes. Exactly. And I think when you've got yeah. a villain like taskmaster in the movie and how phenomenal that character is in terms of the action and what they bring and the presence that, that that character the brings to the alone, movie. Every time taskmaster yeah. comes on the screen, oh you're just God. like, here so we good. go. Here on we the go. edge of my seat yeah. with We're this talking character. about what we didn't so, like. We didn't right. like. No, exactly. for sure. For sure. <laughs> but, but, but I'll, I'll add to that. I'll add to that, Justin. I didn't like how little of taskmaster, yeah. Yes. we actually did get. Right. I thought right. it was definitely underutilized. And then to to sort of make way for this other character who, yeah, like you guys are saying, it's he's a, he was a copy and paste 
Bond, Bond villain. villain yeah. You know what I mean? Copy yeah. and paste and, and to the point where it's very unoriginal. And again, I just think like, I don't know, when you, it's it's tough to balance that, right? And I, I get the reason, you know, without going into spoilers as to why they went that direction. Sure. But I just, yeah, it definitely was the, the sure. weak part of the movie there. For it was me, the for weakest. Sure. Yeah, it was the weakest part. And he just, he didn't, it didn't seem like there was any sort of commitment. And his Russian accent was just all over the place. <laughs> I think guys playing bad Russian villains are screwed for a couple years just because of how good Kenneth Branagh was in Tenet. <laughs> like we're spoiled. For, like that's, that's the yeah. pinnacle of that. That's character true. for five Tenet, years yeah, going yeah, now, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, think about it. Ray Winstone was the worst part of Indiana Jones Four. That's saying something <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. um, so I think we should just get right into it and and actually just find out what you guys actually thought. And you know, at the start of the episode, we discussed our hype level going into the movie. Now, I would love to know after seeing it and our lovely little discussion here, did it live? <laughs> Or did it surpass it, or did it not at all move? Kev, let's start with you. I think the one thing that hurts this film is when it was released. And I don't even mean by a year. I mean by about five years. I think so many people are going to go into this where we've just had the huge sort of developments of the, you know, uh, the Infinity War and the fallout from Endgame. And we've seen these three TV shows now that seem to sort of be leading into these significant directions of the future. And you get this movie that takes place five years ago, 10 years ago, technically, if you count the blip. And it's a character that deserves to get to see more of her. I just think it would have served everything that happens to this character later, even better if this came out right after Civil War. I think the story would have felt more important. It would have felt more like we were moving towards the next stage of of the Marvel story versus this flashback that, again, just in the end, well, it's a great movie. It fits into the Marvel universe. It just doesn't really have a relevant or important enough story in terms of its ramifications to be coming out right now. I think I'm at almost an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on how you look at it, in that I am coming off of the perfect time of my rewatch that this movie it, it could not have been more perfect to just slide in as the very next movie I'm watching after Civil War, the movie that it directly follows, you know? And so for me, this lived well over the hype that I had going into it just because it's a relevant story for my journey through this whole bigger story. I think it's going to hurt people's reactions to it that haven't had a similar experience where you haven't seen these events for maybe a few years since the last time you saw the movie and you're a lot further along in the overall story so again for me it surpassed um i'm gonna give it you know i would give it a solid like 85 in terms of you know my hype was a 60 i'm coming out at an 85 in terms of what it did for me for sure okay cool okay and that's actually a really like great advice for people maybe too if they want to refresh themselves maybe go watch civil war go watch civil war first i think maybe yeah if you want uh nate you're a hype level bud coming out of this movie yeah yeah i mean again going into it i think i had mentioned that i was um i'm i was cautiously optimistic uh, and and i set the expectations properly for myself um so yeah at the end of the night uh it's a great movie i've watched it twice so far i really enjoyed it it did exactly what it set out to do, and it didn't overstay its welcome. It did all this while elevating Natasha's character, giving her a proper send-off. And 
it also sets up Yelena in a way that gets me really excited. And I really hope we do get to see her again. And just I think this movie did just as much for her as it did for Natasha. So um, that's, you know, I think that was that was pretty cool uh, that they were able to balance that. And I also feel like, you know, while this movie, I don't think this movie is going to have the big pop, though that people want it to have. B- again, being the first Phase 4 movie, I think a lot of people are going to go into this thinking, oh my gosh, we've made it. We've got through, you know, we're now through two and a half uh, live action series, and now we're getting our first f- Phase 4 movie. Here we go. And it's a solo movie. So I think as a solo movie, for me, it lives up to the hype. At a hype level, I would go to maybe probably even a, a 90 at this point. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're hammering home exactly what what uh we've been saying here and that you know go into this as if it's the first or second movie of phase three that's really the the sure. mindset you have to go into this with right yeah, not yeah. expecting the first movie of phase four for sure yeah and i i totally agree with with that sentiment as well just just setting the right expectations before going in because this isn't like you know especially with the, the fact that you know we we've had wandavision we've had you know uh, sure, the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which would have followed Black Widow had it all gone in the order. It would have been Black Widow and then the Falcon and Winter Soldier series would have hit Disney Plus and, you know, that would have been a good pairing. So, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? It's just keeping you in that sort of real world element. What we've already seen and, and coming into the theaters and seeing this, to your point, Kevin, it does kind of might give it a bit of a disadvantage. But that being said, as I mentioned, I was hesitant about the movie. I, I was, you know, I thought it was odd timing to want to do a Black Widow standalone film even when they wanted to release it last year. I just thought it was strange that you'd want to tell a story about a character that 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 is now dead. Um, but that also got me kind of intrigued with this idea of what could they be establishing. Uh, the film was a surprise to me. It was a simple story about uh, around Romanoff's past and her resolution with unfinished business. And the film is elevated by its ensemble cast and characters like uh, uh, Alexi, played by David Harbour, or Yulana, played by Florence Pugh, who, again, I would love to see more in this MCU, both characters, either together or not, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's you know they've done a really good job with setting up those those sort of elements. So I think uh, going in, I had lower expectations, and after watching it, I think yeah, I would probably be at a at a ninety on the hype scale. I I think I'm I'm like I was very I was pleasantly surprised. I think I went in with such low expectations that yeah, this thing rocked my socks. So I, I you know there damn, we go right. So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's it for our spoiler-free review. We hope you enjoyed hearing our early reaction to Marvel's Black Widow. If you did, feel free to give us a review. Make sure it is five stars because we're killers. No, I don't know. That's just the minimum. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> also, we're not done talking about this movie. Uh, we'll be dropping our spoiler-filled review because we're geek-centric. That's what we do. We're going to break this thing down and just talk about all the details, uh, which will happen after the release of Black Widow. And remember, if you want to hear our thoughts, be sure to check out the movie when it hits theaters well, selected theaters, because for us here in Canada, it's available on Disney Plus with Premier Access, uh, which means it'll come to a cost. I think that's $30 U.S. and 35 Canadian. I'm I'm not sure. Make sure to check Disney Plus and you can you can find Still that information. Still cheaper out. than two tickets at the theater. 100%. It's yeah. definitely worth it. Um, but 
we also have a lot of other things going on on the channel as well. We have two watch clubs going on, one for Star Wars The Bad Batch, and we just dropped episode nine this past Monday. And later this week, we'll be dropping our watch club for episode four of Loki. So stay tuned for that. Guys, so much content. It's We got a lot. It's like it's, it's great. It's messing up my calendar. I'm like, we're posting things all <laughs> over the place, and it's just it's fantastic. You know, it's good. It's there's stuff out there, and and we're we're ha- we're we're just blessed to be having these opportunities. So, uh, you know, and, and if those who like to listen but, to us, but I mean, for everybody is like stuff's yeah. back. Stuff's coming yeah, out left, right, and yeah. center. We're we're back yeah. to that sense of you yeah. know familiarity and normalcy, where it's you know, movies to look forward to and TV shows to look forward to. It's great. Yeah. It's yeah. a great and time I, for everyone. And I'm happy to say I am vax, so I will be going to Fan Expo with you boys uh, in October. That'll definitely Ooh, be one of, the, one of, I think, the first pieces of, of content to hit uh, Geek-centric in the next little while. Maybe we'll see. But anyways, uh, that's it. Kev, Nate, thank you for joining me for our spoiler-free preview review. And as we say... Love ya. For just a little while longer, stay home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.